The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Are you high again? Well done, Columbo. You need to slow down, Fred. Oh, don't be such a bore. I'm here, aren't I? Are you? As long as you can see. No, John, I don't want to play it. Then I'm all for it. What's that supposed to mean? I'm tired of the bloody anthems. I want the energy in the clubs, the bodies. I want to make people move. You mean disco? Why not? This is a band discussion. Drum loops, synthesizers. If you say so. It's not us. Us. It's not Queen. Queen is whatever I say it is. <laughs> well, you can play your own bloody drums then. Fred. Okay. Let's see how good a boxer you really are. Roger, take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right, Muhammad Ali. That's. That's, that's, quite a, that's quite a cool riff, actually. <laughs> you wrote that? That's really good. Yes, it will be. If you all can just shut up and play. <laughs> that's a clip from the movie Bohemian Rhapsody because we are talking today about the career of Rami Malek. And uh, to tell us all about him, Lisa Cannon, TV host, executive producer of Spotlight. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Pat. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, um, it was a great movie, I have to say. Mm. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I didn't think they could possibly pull it off when I heard about it. And then I went to see it and it was just fantastic. Yeah, it was epic, wasn't it, really? And of course, Rami's performance... Uh, garnered him that beautiful Best Actor Oscar. So he is an important actor at this current time. I mean, you know, I open the newspapers on a daily basis and there he is. His love life is splashed all over the papers, dating the, our very own uh, Emma Corrin, who, well, not our very own, but I mean, who's in the crown as Princess Diana and, you know, um, is is everywhere, not from the point of view of not only his love life, but his work. And he's a young actor. When I look at it, because obviously this is what we're tackling in, in the segment at the moment is younger actors. He's only born in 1981. When I think of my own age in 1978, I go, my God, yes, they really are young and all their achievements is yeah. phenomenal. You um, know, tell me about him. Uh, interesting about him is that he's a twin. He's a twin. And the great thing about Rami is, even though he's young and, and, and has his twin brother, um, he, you know, there's very little known about him. His brother's name is actually Sammy Malik. Sammy and Rami. Sammy and Rami. And um, born May 12th, 1981. That's why I was mentioning the, the date. In LA, uh, he's he's from the States. And he's of Egyptian descent. So his family have roots in uh, Cairo. And very little is known about him other than, of course, you know, his small back, his background in terms of his parents were immigrants. Uh, as I said, his twin brother and his, his mother and father came over and was raised in an Egyptian um, household, which, of course, influenced his upbringing. And he's often said in interviews uh, across the board that playing Freddie Mercury was brilliant because of Freddie's, um, of course, background as well. He was able to understand the character better and very much he's a method actor, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So, you know, having those early interests um, also in acting really allowed him transcend into Freddie's kind of, uh, I suppose, global superstar. Now, how did he get into the business? You know, the funny thing about Rami is, even though he doesn't talk about his background, he does, you know, explain that he really started as a university student. So he started in Evansdale in Indiana, where he studied theatre. Um, not many people know this, but actually continued to pursue that passion for acting and actually went to New York to further that career. And uh, he was kind of involved in TV shows like The Gilmore Girls and 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. He also appeared in some indie films. However, of course, that breakthrough role came when he was the lead in the TV series Mr. Robot, but started in, you know, Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks and, you know, went to different 
school plays, participated in school plays and honed all his acting skills there. So actually it was a very modest mm. um, rise to fame. Yes. Now, he really only came on my horizon with Bohemian Rhapsody, but I, I'm reading that he was in uh, Night at the Museum in 2006, yeah, a long time right. back. Uh, he played the role of Akmenra, an ancient Egyptian pharaoh who comes to life at... Uh, and I must look back at Night at the Museum just to, you know, to check out his rollout in those days. Ed the Master in 2012, Short Term in 2013, Need for Speed 2014, and then 2018, Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, tell us about getting that role. Well, this is a great story. Um, and Freddie... Uh, Mercury obviously is a very, uh, I, I would imagine, a very hard, not only physically, but mentally to perform. And Rami knew he wanted this part from very early days. He wrote to the director, he begged, he pleaded, he put himself on tape. He wouldn't take no for an answer. Um, and obviously the audition process is very rigorous for something like that. But he, that the formal side is very difficult because obviously you've got to self-tape. But he auditioned and was selected to meet with the film's director, Brian Singer. But I think ultimately when Brian saw him, it was the physical resemblance that really matched Freddie with Rami yeah. at the time. Now, he had to wear a dental prosthetic during the movie because uh, Freddie had protruding teeth, which were never fixed with braces as a child. Yeah. Uh, and that really was a signature look. So Rami Malek had to achieve that. He did. And, and he said many times that he, the only thing he kept on set was the teeth. <laughs> but he actually got very bad. He, he had dental problems actually after the film and he had to go and get his own teeth fixed afterwards. But um, the physical resemblance as I mentioned, was really important because Freddie was very slight as a person and Rami uh, also had that, the physical resemblance. But he transformed not only with the makeup and the prosthesis, prosthesis but um, his acting ability had to kind of capture Freddie's flamboyant personality. Mm. And uh, I He know also had to persuade the members of Queen, Brian May uh, heading up Queen uh, at this point, and if he wasn't happy, Rami was not going to get the part. No, and when we speak about a method actor, if people don't know what that is, it's really about somebody immersing themselves in the part. Brando was the king of, of method acting, as were Daniel Day-Lewis, as we've spoken about on the show here before. It's about immersing yourself in that commitment to the role. So he literally just ate and drank Freddie Mercury for over a year with all the preparation that he had to do and the enthusiasm to get involved in the project was immense for him. Mm. So lots of watching videos, mimic him. He had to do speech therapy, you know, dance coaching and everything to look and feel and, and, and be Freddie for the role. And the achievement of the movie is, uh, besides the characterization of Freddie Mercury, it's the Live Aid uh, scene. How they put that together using proper real footage and then allying it with uh, Rami Malek's own performance. Oh, Quite it, it is stunning. And I actually watched it just to make sure I was, you know, immersing myself so when I was coming in to do this today that I really understood it. And, you know, this was all filmed in the Dolby Theatre in Los Angeles. And of course, as we said, it's CGI. There's no way you could replicate the Live Aid performance. But what a performance. I mean, I think the director's choice to add in the CGI and cast him as uh, Freddie was just incredible. I think, you know, the reenactment of that iconic performance in 1985, it really was done painstakingly. You know, obviously the entire set was built. And then, of course, he had to study and replicate that performance. I mean, that is considered one of the best performances ever by a music hero. So... 
Now, Fair he has a, a plethora of awards, lots of awards. Uh, that Oscar, of course, you mentioned, but Golden yeah. Globes, Screen Actors Guilds and, uh, and so on. And he is also active in his private life in philanthropy. Mm, even though he doesn't let us in on his private life, he's very active in terms of his philanthropic work. So he works for the refugee causes. You know, he's shown support for organisations and initiatives and uh, education initiatives as well. He is involved in educational programmes and awareness in terms of, you know, his own public platform. So he's he's a guy, he's a good guy. I like him. You know, I was very interested to, you know, add a, a little bit more of my knowledge about Rami. But I think, you know, more and more when people see these younger actors, they understand that the commitment to their craft is astounding. Because mm. um, when we mention people like Florence Pugh or Saoirse Ronan, people might only think, you know, what have they done? But actually, when you see the list, it's fantastic. Yeah. And often they're working away quietly before they hit the big time and they come to our attention. He also played uh, Safin the uh, villain yes. in uh, the Bond movie. So, uh, Well, I think it was kind of a trampoline effect because obviously he had won the Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody and then boom, you know, you have Barbara Broccoli ringing your door and asking you to be the villain. Uh, so, of course, he played Safin. Wonderful stuff. Lisa Cannon, TV host, executive producer of Spotlight. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.